Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. Hey, so I am wondering if I can ask for some advice in this episode. It seems like I've been I've been noticing people talking about generalization and specialization as if they're um, opposite sides of of uh, of I guess a coin, and as if there's only one choice. Like, should I generalize or should I specialize in the work that I'm doing or as a in data my scientist. career? Yeah, as a data scientist. Yeah, and I, I mean, actually, that's kind of the case for growing fields in general, but. I'm curious if you have any thoughts on this particular topic. I do, and I think it's a topic that, as you said, a lot of people are thinking about right now, and so I think it would be a great thing to chat about. Sounds good. You are listening to Linear Digressions. So I think that this is an interesting question because there is no obvious right answer, right? So to back up a little bit here, what you were talking about with generalists versus specialists, there have been a few blog posts and this sort of thing, making the rounds lately, arguing kind of opposing viewpoints on this topic, where the specialist is a data scientist who has areas of expertise. There's honestly, we've talked about this a little bit in some recent episodes I can think of, like the data engineering and machine learning engineering episodes. There was an episode we did a little while ago about three different kinds of data scientists. There was like the statistician and the the business oriented person and then the like engineering type data scientist. So those are, those are some of the recent proof points or evidence that people are thinking of data science as a field that requires some specialization. But there was an article from some of the folks at stitch fix and, you know, maybe some other ones that I've read, but I'm not recalling right now making the rounds recently arguing that you don't want to over-specialize, that instead part of the strength of a data science team is that it's a team of generalists, each of which has a number of different skills, and Mm -hmm. that that's a better way to run the team. Interesting. So I guess I can kind of see both sides, or at least my interpretation, just from what you've said, is if you have a team of generalists, then you're going to have a different like a diversity of people all maybe approaching the same problem and so you might get better results that way as opposed to having like a single specialist attack this particular type of problem Um, but at the same time I imagine that any of your general generalists can't get as deep in each of these different subfields so yeah it's it's kind of an interesting predicament right because you've got you've got the potential of positive on both sides but also the downsides on both sides yeah i think that's right i mean there's also there's other problems with well there's problems with both of them so let me add a little bit to what you just said here so some things where generalists aren't perfect is if you have a system that requires lots of heavy lifting in a particular area whether it's software engineering or particular field of um, statistics or Mm -hmm. I don't know, lots and lots and lots of business context. It's not that a generalist can't pick that up because in general, you know, data scientists are smart people who like to learn and all of this good kind of stuff. But there is a cost for having someone who isn't a specialist in that type of role uh, doing a lot of that work because in general, they might not be as skilled at that work. They might not be able to produce works that's quite as high quality as someone who really specializes in it. There can be bad trade-offs for job satisfaction. If you're somebody who really enjoys 
doing lots of general work and you find yourself though in a role that doesn't really value that, then, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. that that's not great for job satisfaction. But there's problems with over-specializing too. So that in addition to some of the things that you pointed out, it also creates a system where there can be lots of single points of failure because each specialist is, you know, maybe there's only one or two of them that specialize in each area of the tool that you're building. And so if those people are either they don't see the the solution right away or they're out on vacation or they're busy with something else or whatever, it's really easy for you to end up with blind spots or with holes. And because they're the, the one person who has the knowledge of how to do that, then the team can't flex to fill in. And also having people who are over-specialized, you know, again, can lead to some of those job satisfaction issues where if somebody really likes being specialized, maybe that can be nice. It allows them to go deep on problems, but uh, you might not want yeah. you know to be pigeonholed or whatever. I guess also your, um, your team is vulnerable to, I mean, people call it the bus factor, but I prefer to, to call it the employee got poached factor. Like uh, what if one of your employees either decides to leave or gets recruited by another organization or something like that to work on a problem which is maybe uh, more novel to them, then you suddenly lose, uh, uh, I guess, a, a spring of knowledge and you don't have a lot of people who are trained on the problem spaces that the person who, who left may have been working on. Yeah, so there's there's good arguments for both directions. And, Mm. you know, some of the stuff that we've been covering here more recently has been a little bit more in the, in the specialist corner. So stuff like machine, machine learning engineer or data engineer or a statistical specialist, like those are starting to walk down the path towards specialization. And, you know, part of the reason that we talk about it is because in the work that I do, and, you know, maybe in some of the work that you see other people at your company's doing, there is some truth to that, that as data science is becoming a more complex field, and as there's higher and higher expectations on data scientists, like the way that you live up to that expectation is by gaining deep expertise in one or two or a small number of areas rather than being kind of the jack of all trades. So where does this leave us? Because we've just kind of argued both sides of the, of the position here. And, you know, there are smart people who who've been writing quite eloquently for both sides. Here's my take. I think that this debate is missing a third axis or maybe a second axis, depending on how you think about it. You say like the first dimension is specialization. There's a second axis. And that, and that axis is what type of work does the data science team need to be doing? And that is due in large part to like the role that you need to have the data scientists playing in the organization. And sometimes there can be multiple answers to this question. But the point is that there are certain types of situations in which you want the data scientists to be exploring and trying to come up with the next new thing and really doing a broad surveying of the field. And then there's other opportunities where you want them to be exploiting what they've already learned. You want them to be buckling down and developing things. You want them to be pushing them out to the organization and really investing in quality. And that's a different type of data scientist that rewards a little bit more specialization. 
So I don't think it's a debate really between what is better, specialists versus generalists. I think it's what type of role do you need data scientists to play in your organization? And then that's where you find a, a better answer for the given circumstance. So in the intro, I think I, I kind of mentioned these two being, uh, I guess, phrased as completely opposite ideals or uh, ideas or opposite sides of the same coin, uh, maybe mutually exclusive. But I guess in terms of being a software engineer, that's not the way that I think of it at all. And I'm curious your thoughts um, as this relates to data science. But I guess there's kind of your width and your your sorry your breadth and your depth that's those are the words i was looking for so your breadth is how wide uh of a knowledge base do you have in other words how much of a generalist are you and then the depth is how deep of a knowledge base do you have in a particular area uh, and that would be how much of a specialist are you and i don't think that those two ideas of being a generalist or a specialist are mutually exclusive yeah, no, I I couldn't have said it better myself. There's a piece that is a few years old at this point, I want to say from 2012, um, called Analyzing the Analyzers. We'll put a link on LinearDigressions.com. It's an O'Reilly report where they do a really nice job of talking about what they call the T-shaped data scientist. And this is actually built based on a bunch of self-reported survey data about what data scientists were actually doing back then. So this isn't theory. This is based on folks actually describing their job. But it's exactly the idea that you just described, where T-shaped means that you have sort of the crossbar of the T is the width that a data scientist needs to be conversant in a whole bunch of different topics and needs to be able to capably handle a lot of different things but that the, the up-down, the post part of the T is where they have some specialization. And it's not expected that you're super deep in everything that you're conversant in, but that you probably do have some places where you're a you know, very strong programmer or a very strong statistician, and that that doesn't you know, preclude you from being interested in and, and informed on all the other areas that compose your, your breadth requirement. Yeah, um, I have a friend at work who is an extreme generalist because uh, his skill set is that he can dig into any area very, very quickly uh, and very easily. But he's also uh, an expert on SMS, and his knowledge with that goes very, very deep. Um, so I, I suppose he would pass that alternate T test, as it were. What, is con what does conversant, conversant mean? Oh, that you can have a conversation about it. Oh, like you're familiar about it? Yeah, yeah, you can Yeah, it. you can chat about it, but that you're not necessarily like a pro professor in it or something. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. I learned a word today. Yeah, so I think the TLDR if you're someone who's entering the data science field and you're trying to figure out whether you should pick up some new skill versus learning more about something that you really like or maybe you're a data scientist who's already in the field for a year or two or more and you're trying to figure out what your career path might look like, you know, I don't think, to, to recap, I don't think thinking of it in terms of specializing or staying as a generalist is the right way to think about it, but instead, are you T-shaped? And if you find yourself either 
an inch thick and and a mile wide in a bunch of different topics, then that's your sign that you should buckle down in one or two of them and start to get some real depth. And on the other hand, if you find yourself very, very strong in a couple areas, but needing to bulk up in some others in order to keep up with your teammates and the stuff that they're talking about, that's probably your sign that it's time to go a little bit broader. So should you be a generalist or a specialist? The answer is yes, because you should be T-shaped. This is this is my <laughs> yes. own this is my own personal opinion, my two cents in the in the quote unquote debate, as it were. Um, so, but if you're out there trying to navigate it a little bit, that would be my advice. I'm I'm sitting here and thinking. So the too wide is like you're hyphen shaped, and the too deep is like you're uh, a sans serif I capital I shaped. And then you want to be capital T shaped, but what would be like capital L shaped? I I, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> what would that mean? You I don't know. You're That's... not a generalist, but you know a lot of very deep random facts about a wide breadth of topics, but you don't know how to. I don't know. I I think that I think the, you're stretching the metaphor slightly. The uh, yeah, you can't apply it to all letters <laughs> or an A shaped. I don't know. Anyway, um, that's awesome. Okay, well, I I think I'm going to think about that tonight. Uh, How T-shaped am I? Linear Digressions is a creative commons endeavor, which means you can share or use it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. You can always get in touch with either of us. Our emails are ben at lineardigressions.com and katie at lineardigressions.com in case you have comments or suggestions for future shows. You can tweet us at lindigressions. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time.